Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you are doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in the shadows and the light, I hope that you are able to be whatever it is you want to be. And if you are not being that right now, maybe it's time to start thinking about how you're going to reinvent yourself and recreate yourself in 2021. Now, a friend of mine told me about an exercise, the be, do, and have exercise. And I'm going to talk about that for the next three days, today, tomorrow, and Friday. And then on Friday, I'm going to give you a surprise about what you're going to do with these lists that you're going to create. Now, I started creating mine, and this is harder than it looks. (laughs) It's harder than you can imagine. And you're not going to know how hard it is until you try and do it yourself. So here it is. We're going to talk about B today. Who are you? Who do you want to be? What do you want to be? I mean, think about if you could get a brand new business card or just a calling card, any kind of card, you know, like, you know, the size and general shape of a business card. I've seen some cool ones that were round or strange shapes. Normally they're rectangular. (laughs) I have seen them heart shaped, star shaped. I've seen some wild business cards. But people usually keep the rectangular ones because they can fit them in a wallet. And if there's a blank um, side, they keep it as a little piece of writing paper. If they're not interested in the business, they'll write something on the back, like their name and phone number, and hand it to someone else, right? And then that someone else has your number, which is kind of (laughs) cool. I mean, it's like a secret trick. I mean, if someone holds on to your card and they haven't contacted you for your business, it's good to keep half of it blank. Because uh, if it's writing on both sides and they're not interested, they throw it away. So that's a quick business uh, helpful hint. But, um, 
So say you are going to buy some business cards from vistaprint.com. I don't know if, I think they're still in business. And I used to get all my business cards from them and they do excellent work, actually. I love their business cards. And you could get one that just says your name and your number or your email and what you do, who you are. And if you don't like the business card you have now or you don't have one, and like I said, it doesn't have to be ha- have anything to do with business. It could just be like Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys remember that old movie, but I mean, it's a classic and it's funny. The first one, the second two are funny, but not as much. They're kind of gross, but the first one, it's classic comedy. It's my perfect comedy. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies of all time in the comedy section of the world. <laughs> but, um, I always thought that was hilarious. He, you know, people go, who are you? And he would hand them a card and said, Austin Powers, international man of mystery. And there was no way to get in touch with them. <laughs> it was kind of like one of those things of I'm a mysterious man. And if I want to know you, then I'll, get in touch with you. <laughs> you don't need my number because I've got your number. <laughs> I mean, he obviously was a spy and it's hilarious. He would give a card with his name on it. But what if you had a card, whether it was a calling card or business card, what do you want to say on your card? Now I started to write my list and I'm going to tell you guys this. This is the thing. The first part of this exercise, and it's three parts, it's actually technically four parts. So the first part of this exercise, you write down 100 things that you would like to be. Now it's okay if you don't have the education for these things and you can't be that thing right now. You know, I just thought of another one I'd like to be. I'd like to be an air, airplane pilot. I have taken a couple lessons and I have flown a plane a couple times, but I mean, nowhere near the skills I would need to like steal or I commandeer a plane if I ever had to. (laughs) Like it's always like one of these mad skills that people have in the movies, you know? Well, I know how to fly a plane. Well, let's go. All right. Woo. I mean, I know how to look at the horizon line and keep the plane upright. I know how to take off and land. That's for damn sure. (laughs) But navigating and all the lingo and talking on the radio and all that, I don't know any of that. (laughs) Talking to the tower, the control tower, whatever. You don't control me. Shut that thing off. (laughs) That would be me. Nah, you don't control me. (laughs) Uh, so write a hundred things down that you would like to be it's really hard to come up with a hundred things now I have managed on my list to come up with 61 things but I didn't write down airplane pilot so that's 62 things now and you could write down things that you would like to be that you already be (laughs) the things that you are already doing for a living. 
or have already done for a living. I have radio show host as my number two thing right after rich because <laughs> I'd like to be rich. Not my friend rich, but I mean actually wealthy, abundant, <laughs> rich, you know, um, <laughs> You could write, like, and it could be anything. It could be like, you know, is it is it a profession that you'd like to be? Is it the owner of something that you'd like to be? I think I wrote glamp ground owner. I would like a campground that is glamorous. I would love to be the owner of a glamp ground here in Ecuador. Where people... They don't want to stay in a hotel because they've done that before, but they come to my property and there's bungalows and I will have different sections of the glamp ground. And I've already thought about this. Like, how cool would it be if you were on your, your honeymoon and you went to the honeymoon section and no one can see anyone else because you're surrounded by trees. But what if I gave you a, like an igloo shaped tent that see through except for the bottom half, so you can be naked on the glamorous bed with your sweetheart or your, you know, your new wife or husband. You know, this could be like a honeymoon thing. And looking up at the stars, and no one can see you, but you feel like you're just outside in nature, and yet you're protected from the elements, you're protected from the mosquitoes, etc. That would be so cool. And have all of them facing different directions so that you could walk down and no one can see you and you can see no one, even if you see their, you know, snow globe tent. I call them snow globe tents. They're like a, it's like almost like an igloo shape. And they're so cool. I love these. And I was thinking how, you know, I could have like the log cabin ones if you want to spend more money per night. You know, maybe they'd be like, you know, hand built log cabins. And then I would have, you know, different tents, but glamping tents. So you show up, you pay your money, you just bring your, your suitcase and that's it. <laughs> have a welcome uh, basket of fruit available to you. So you already have your breakfast right there in the room. And of course, if I can convince my son to come back, you'd be the chef in my restaurant. I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to cook. I don't like to cook. I hate to clean, especially after cooking. It's my worst. It's just, you know, I there was a magnet I wanted to buy for my fridge. It said, I only have a kitchen because it came with the house. You know, if I could have my way and never eat, I would do that. It's weird, but I it just feels like a, you spend so much time cooking and cleaning and eating. I mean, imagine if you didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> I'm not cut out for the third dimension. I'm more of a seventh or ninth dimensional being. <laughs> you know, just floating. I just want to float. So anyway, but what do you want to be? I can tell you guys a few of the things that I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I really have things that I... That I have done like I am a screenwriter for example what do I want to be that's number three on my list screenwriter I've already written three screen or I mean five screenplays and I have ideas for others 
I have a friend who kind of wants me to write one for him, and he's got a, a five-picture deal with Netflix, so I might end up writing that for him, but I'd like to do it for money, and he's going to pay me. At least the Chilean government's going to pay me because he's a Chilean citizen. That's a whole other discussion, but... Um, but yeah, you know, a lot of the things on my list are things that I already be. <laughs> They're things I've already done, things that I'm doing right now, things I'm getting ready to do, such as being an English teacher. I think it would be fun and challenging. I've taught a lot of people how to speak English. I have um, just gone through so many countries. I, there was a woman who was, um, she came from a tribe like a tribal society in Guatemala. And she was selling the stuff that the people in the tribe made. And every day I would teach her a little bit more, a little bit more English. And she had already learned a little bit. And so we would talk in English, we would talk in Spanish. And now she speaks fluent English and she's engaged to be married to somebody from Germany. She doesn't wear her tribal clothes anymore. She just dresses, you know, modern and travels the world. And I'm so proud of her. And I know that my kids and I inspired her to travel the world. She always wanted to get out of Guatemala. And I'm sure she goes back and she puts her, her tribal clothes on and hangs with her mom and her grandma and whatever. But she wanted to be an international traveler. She wanted to be an English speaker, you know. And so that's what she decided to do to reinvent herself. Because she was so much more than somebody who sells goods and wares that other people made on the side of the road. And that's what she was doing. She made good money. I always bought stuff from her. Almost every day I bought stuff from her. But, um, you know, but she had other things in her destiny. How are you going to recreate and reinvent yourself in the new year we well, you got you got a month just under a month to put it together so write down on a list get a notebook get a piece of paper like a notepad write down a hundred things you would like to be so let me tell you some of the things that some of the things that I am currently I'm a pet psychic I, I can psychically read the minds of pets I don't normally try to but I can do it I have done it I haven't done it for money yet, though. So that's something I might consider, right? I am a hypnotherapist. I am a ghostbuster. <laughs> Who are you going to call? you got something in your house, let me know. That's what I do. I send spirits to heaven. I'm the archangel of death. In my first, the, I was created to be the archangel of death, to take souls over to Bardo from, you know, from the living to the supposed dead world, which is actually where we're living mostly. You know, I was a comforting angel. I would take people over after they died. I don't kill people. <laughs> and now I'm a, and now I'm a human. I fell to earth. God knows, only God knows how long I've been here. Hundreds of thousands of years. I don't even know. But I fell to earth and... I became a human and I've been unaware of my angelic status until this lifetime. So here I am. I'm a ghostbuster. I, I started out before 
I really knew I started being aware of spirits that had deceased and they were contacting me. Of course they are <laughs> because they know I have the power to bring them to heaven, but I didn't know it myself. Right? So that's something I have become. I have become a shaman. I am a hypnotherapist. I was always a Hayoka shaman. I didn't know that I was a Hayoka. Always laughing and joking and pointing stuff out about people that usually makes people mad. <laughs> I mean, I just blurt stuff out, ADHD and whatnot. But uh, it always helps people to learn and grow. So it is what I am. It's just, it, it is who I am in this life. But I have in the past been an actor. I have been in Hollywood movies, but usually in the background, <laughs> you know, I've been in little movies that were not Hollywood movies, student films that won awards. So I've been an actor. I am a channeler. In fact, tonight I'm going to channel for you guys. And that's, uh, that's on my list. I'm a channeler. I am an ideas person. I have been paid to give people ideas on how to promote and market their business. You know, through guerrilla marketing tactics for restaurants and other businesses that didn't really have a lot of um, ideas and they didn't have a lot of money for a budget. I'm an ideas person for these kinds of things. I have the ability to marry people, but I haven't done it yet. I am an ordained minister and a doctor of divinity. So I have all these things that I already am or that I have done you know, that I would like to be or continue to be. Now, there's a lot of things in my life I have done that I don't want to be again. I don't want to be a secretary anymore. I don't want to be a security guard anymore. Those are jobs that I've done in the past. I've been a receptionist. I've been a data entry clerk. I've been a file clerk. Things like that I don't want to do anymore. I could if I had to, but I don't want to. I have in the past been a mystery shopper. I would love to be a mystery shopper again. It was really fun. It was like being a retail spy. It was super fun. But I have other things on my list. So um, I have fun things like wizard and alchemist. So your list can be as wild and crazy or mystical or out there as you want it to be. Or it could be as down to earth as you want it to be. I also put financial guru. I would love to be a financial guru and help people make a lot of money. I have to do that first myself because I don't want to be a hypocrite. That's not on the list. <laughs> hypocrite is not on my list. So, but I would love to be a real estate agent. I have, um, done things in the realm of real estate. I was not successful because I didn't do it for very long, but there was like a million dollar house I tried to sell. So I took a lot of pictures at different times of the day to get the right angles and the lighting. And my, I, I did a whole ad. In fact, I made a website about this beautiful house and the man had fallen in love with a woman in Asia. I can't remember, I think in Thailand and he wanted to marry her and sell his house and live in Thailand for the rest of his life. And so my friend Kyle and I were trying to sell the house. And he's like, I'll split the commission with you. I'm like, yeah, I'm all for that. 
which was like $60,000 or something. So 30,000 each. I'm like, Oh, I could totally do this. This is awesome. So we tried and tried and tried again to sell the house. And I think I even made an eBay listing for it. Cause you could do that. <laughs> it never sold, but I'm, I'm like, yeah, I like the idea of being a real estate agent or even better yet, getting my broker's license and opening my own real estate house. That would be someday that would be, it's on the list of things that I wouldn't mind being. Do I really, really, really want to do it? Not so much, but one of my weird hobbies is staring at houses and real estate in various areas. I mean, if any one of you wanted a house in Ecuador, I could tell you what's available in what region, at what elevation, most of it, and what the temperature and dew point and humidity is in the area too. I started looking at that this week. It's really weird. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so interested in it, but it's like one of those things. It's like, you know, some people look at porn. I look at houses. I mean, it's just... It's just who I am, right? So uh, what are other things you would want to be? I, I'm going to tell you some of the things that I like to be. I like to be the owner of a drive-in movie theater. I've always loved going to the movies. It doesn't seem like it'd be all that hard. <laughs> my cat just jumped on, my, on me and then jumped off. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind being an actor again. I would love to be an artist um, a little bit more than I am now. I do art every few years. I'll get the bug and I'll just start making my art. And then I put it away and I don't really finish the projects and it takes me a while to get back to it. But it's one of those things that I'd like to, I'd like to be able to put, make enough pieces where I could maybe have an art gallery and people could buy my art and I would have room to sell art from other people. I'd like to promote other artists. Um, I haven't done anything with this, but I have my, my um, I guess, certification in being a life coach and spiritual coach. That's on my list. And honestly, I'd like to be a fabric designer and a clothing designer. It's something that down the line, maybe in 10 years, I could see myself really doing that. Coming up with a couple lines and putting it out there, maybe having a store with only my designs and, and then putting that around the world and no slave labor. No, I would, I would be, it'd be expensive clothing because I would pay a living wage, including medical benefits to my people. You know, imagine that <laughs> I once gave, I handed over $75 worth of solace in Peru to buy a pair of pants, Adidas pants, because they were on sale from $250. And they're still really good pants. They're very comfortable, but it's crazy. And I thought, wow, there might've been slave labor. And I didn't think about it at the time. And then I had had them altered. So I couldn't get my money back. Once I realized, oh no, oh crap. Cause usually I'm buying off designs. You know, like here in Ecuador, I have a couple pairs of pants that a family that's local made and they sold it to the local store chain, you know, so they have like, you know, maybe 10 stores they sell to, which it's actually pretty high quality. And then they have very, um, sweet messages they put in English 
on the pockets or down the sleeves or the sides of the pants, you know, sweatpants or whatever, lounge wear, <laughs> coronavirus wear. <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of things. I'd love to be a spiritual retreat owner. and I'd love to have all of you, my dear listeners, to come down to Ecuador and meet each other and not feel like you're a freak alone in a field, you know, being interested in spirituality and no one in the world is the same as you. A lot of you have expressed that to me like it's crazy. I don't have any family or friends that think like me. I'm glad I found you because you're like the only one that is just like me. But I hear this story again and again and again from all of you, right? All of you who have written me. In fact, eight of you wrote me today. And out of the eight of you that wrote me today, three or four of you have sent me your Spotify statistics of how many minutes you listen to me. <laughs> I wanted to thank you guys for that. I'm going to start taking screenshots of these and I'll be putting this on my Instagram, which is mermaidgirl888. Um, but it says in my first, or well, my 212 episodes of this year, I wanted to tell you how many minutes did I do my show? I did my show for more minutes than what is listed here, of course. But I thought that this was kind of neat. My listenership went up by 999% in India. So I wanted to say thank you to those of you in India. I have not acknowledged India enough in um, the recent months as far as my listenership is concerned. So I wanted to say hello to everybody in India that listens to me. I have had a past life, at least one in India, and I would love eventually to go back. In fact, I eat Indian food tonight. My son, he made um, tikka masala. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, all right, let's see. Oh, yeah. In my first, or, or my, I guess my first 212 episodes of the year, yesterday was episode 231, today's 232 but in my first 212 episodes of metaphysical soul speak the podcast i had 23,608 minutes i went up by 77 percent in canada so thank you to those of you from canada who are listening I love Canadians, and I think this might be in part to Cosmic Threader, Tim, so that's pretty awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Um, 59% growth in the United States as well, and I have been heard in 65 countries around the world. So to those of you who live in countries that I have not mentioned, I mean, France, New Zealand, and Australia, I've mentioned quite a bit, because in the Philippines too, by the way, So hello to everyone in the Philippines. Every time I mention Art Bell, my numbers go up in the Philippines. And I I was just thinking about Art Bell today, actually. And, um, and, you know, for those of you who don't know, I used to, in in his last show we had, which was in online, uh, it's almost, it was kind of like a podcast. And he um, needed a bunch of writers and we would all write weird news for him, and he would mention our names on the air, and he did mention my name a couple times on the air. 
I was like, oh my God, and I got paid to write the stories for him. And it was, oh my God, it was a dream come true. And a couple years later, and he had stopped that one for a while. And then a couple years later, he tried to start a new show and he died. And I, before I could even get a chance to be a writer for him again. But God bless Art Bell. I love him so much. Anyway, um, let's see. So, yeah, I don't know. There's not this other statistics might be a little bit boring to mention on the air. But anyway, so there we have it. Those are my Spotify stats for 2020. Now, I have more minutes than what they say I did. But um, and I will have more even still more to come. But for those of you who have sent me your the amount of uh, minutes you have spent listening to me, I want to thank you for that, first of all. But if you send that to me, I will I will put it on my Instagram. Now, Megan from Canada <laughs> has told me a wonderful and brilliant idea. I want to let you guys um, in on this idea. If you ask me a question, whether it's spiritual or not, like a personal question about me. I mean, unless it's like super personal then I might not talk about it. But if I choose your question, I will say on the air my answer. And if you want to ask the question and if you go to anchor, just go download the anchor app and then you have to favorite my podcast in order to send me a message. But you can send me up to a one minute message like yesterday with Tim. And I, I haven't invited you guys to do this in a while because I, Honestly, I forgot that I could do this. But if you guys send me a message of a one minute or less, I'll play it on the air because it'll be kind of exciting. But you could ask me a question. And I will answer it about my spirituality, my early spirituality, like, you know, how I got my start in this or um, my first time my, my kundalini rose or I, whatever you want to talk about whatever you're interested in you know like the first time I learned how to put ghosts bring ghosts to heaven you know that that was huge for me and for the ghosts obviously because they've been hanging around here for years sometimes spirits hang out for hundreds of years they don't even know how long it's been I've released Incan spirits that were like between 500 and 1,000 years dead. You know, that's crazy. Anyway, so, okay, write down 100 things you want to be. I'm, uh, let me go, I'm going to go down the line. I'll read you guys some of the th- these things. Time masseuse. I would love to get my, my, my massage um, training in Thailand. Have you guys ever had a, a Thai massage? This is the ultimate kind of massage for Virgos. Because massage therapists normally, the people get naked and they put oil on your hands and oil on their bodies and you're touching their naked body. It's just gross to me. I'm a Virgo. I love to help and heal people, but it freaks me out. I don't know where their skin has been. I don't know what's on their skin. It freaks me out. But Thai massage, Thai massage is different. The people come and they show up in sweatpants and a t-shirt. And it's a series of stretches. So you hold someone in a position 
for 15 to 30 seconds and, and you hold them in a way in which you're stretching out the muscle and you'll like put your elbow in there a little bit and it will break up the um, tension and you just put people through a bunch of different positions and stretches and man the first time I had this done I felt like a teenager again I was like this is incredible this is incredible so much better than a normal massage for me because normal massage I'll feel great for like an hour and then all my muscles go back to being tense and oh well <laughs> just undid everything and now I'm still oily and freaked out because a stranger touched me and oiled me up it's freaky so freaky but with with uh, time massage you just get stretched out and it's almost like a workout but it's like a lazy workout you lay on a floor on a mat now I had a non-traditional one where I was on a yoga mat it was the first time massage I had and then I, I saw this little old lady I mean she was like in her 60s or 70s and she was Asian and she barely spoke English and actually she was Chinese which is funny because she's doing time massage but she um, <laughs> walked up and down my back I thought it was I thought my back was gonna snap in half she was not a thin woman <laughs> she was pretty pretty hefty and she was bouncing up and down on my back and my kids could see her head over the um, over the divider and all they could see is this little old lady who's supposed to be massaging me laughing her ass off and jumping up and down while holding on to the side of of this um, room you know holding on to the divider and my kids are like what is wrong with this woman <laughs> why is she not massaging my mom right and later I told them oh my god this woman I thought she was gonna break my back in half she was jumping up and down on me which is hilarious I, I would never do that to my clients but she was laughing she was so gleeful she was like a little kid and I asked her if she liked her job and she said she loves it she loves it you know every chance she can you know to put herself out there and do more and more Thai massages because they're they're super fun it's fun to get one and but she it was she was a wild and crazy woman man <laughs> and if I had not moved from California she would still be my massage therapist today but I was thinking about all these things let's see aromatherapist I'm already a, an aromatherapist personal perfumer I would love to do natural perfumes using aromatherapy and um, and according to what health issues somebody has as well as emotional uh, things they would like to overcome or if they're romantic, if they need something in their relationship or romantic life, I would love to make the perfect scent for them. You know, a scent that makes them feel confident and alive. And for men too, I do. I'm very good at coming up with scents for men. And I've, you know, over the years, I for my ex-husband, I made, you know, aftershave and I made soap and I made all kinds of stuff for him. I would love to be a personal perfumer and make my own um, body product line, which I did in the past, actually. I've already done it. But I'd love to do it again. Gold panner. I'd like to be a prospector. Just sitting there in gold country in California, just me and my donkey and my long-ass beard. I'm just kidding. I don't have a beard. <laughs> you know, just panning for gold. 
<laughs> it's a weird thing, but I, I love doing it. I've done it already. I didn't get a whole lot of gold. I got a couple little flakes. They're hard to get. Because when you dig that pan into the sand in the river, um, the gold is heavy, so it sinks down below where your pan is. So you have to be super, super quick. And then you just have to swish that thing back and forth. And it's heavy, and it's an arm workout. It's it's hard, but I wouldn't mind doing it. That's one of the weird things I love. I wouldn't mind being a bowling alley owner in Ecuador because there's not a full-size bowling alley anywhere in this country. There's a job. There's a, there's a hint for you guys. If any of you have money and you don't know what you want to do with your life and you love to bowl, <laughs> I mean, the 60s haven't happened here yet as far as bowling is concerned. You know, think about that for a minute. But uh, miniature golf, they don't have that here either. There's no youth centers either. I would love to have like a nonprofit youth center here to help kids, you know, to not be so damn bored and have a place to be, you know, that's safe. And I have security guards at the doors so all the kids inside are safe. You know, I've thought about all this stuff. My son and I were thinking about that. Maybe we should start a, a youth center, but we don't have the money to start it, but we were thinking about it. I would love to be a romance creator like making picnic baskets for people, you know, full of things that are romantic and sweet and lovely. And, and so someone can order it and pick up their romantic picnic basket and go on their beautiful date with their sweetheart, whether it's a first date or a 10 year anniversary or whatever it is, whatever the occasion is, or a proposal basket or a birthday basket. I would love to do something. That's like such a cool idea. Can you imagine if you made people happy all day long? I had a friend who was a clown in Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus. I normally am terrified of clowns, but she didn't scare me. <laughs> she didn't scare me. She's a lovely human being. I don't want to be a clown, but she loved being a clown. I mean, do you have any weird thoughts like, God, I always wanted to be a mime. <laughs> or as Diane Chambers on Cheers used to say, a meme. I want to be a meme. <laughs> and today she would be. If, if that show was, was you know, brand new today, she would definitely be a meme. <laughs> but let's see what I have. Um, I would like to be an amusement park designer. Or and maybe owner. I want to create a mu- amusement parks down here in Ecuador. I mean, after coronavirus is over, a lot of this stuff would be amazing. I'd love to have a musicians camp. I am not myself a musician, but I'm a writer. I could write lyrics, and I'd love to put people together with other people that want to play music, write music the music part of the music or the lyrics part and the people who are the studio people that have the production, you know, and engineering um, abilities and degrees. And put all these people together in a room for a week. Imagine the bands that would form and the friendships and the lifelong um, amazing music that would come out of that. 
I've thought about opening up a studio here in Ecuador. It's another thing I've thought about. I'd love to have a music studio. I need to make a music, well, a studio in general. I need to build a better studio. I don't really have one. You know, I have a really nice microphone. I'm trying to put everything together, waiting on more equipment. You know, so I, I think, I think, I think, I think, I can't even talk. I have thunk my things. <laughs> I, I've thought about this a lot. There we go. There's the word thought, not think. I thinked it. No. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I am an artist, but I like to paint on furniture and practical things. I'm a practical artist because I'm a Virgo. So I like to paint on things that people are going to use in their life. I made some art. Why don't you sit on it? <laughs> and why don't you eat off of it? You know, hey, I could, I could paint. I've, I like to paint broom handles and wild and crazy designs and colors because it makes people happy to see these wild things. You know, and if you hate to sweep and now your broom is such a pretty color, you can't help but want to sweep because it makes you laugh because it's funny. Who'd ever think to have a funny broom handle? But that's that's the kind of thing I did. In my last apartment, I, I painted a broom handle with uh, pink and white flowers all over it with a dark green background, and I left it there. So now forevermore, the people who live there will have this wild-ass broom handle that no one in the world has but them. It's totally unique. I like making unique art for, you know, people. So anyway, um, let's see. I think those are my best ones that I wrote. I, oh, metaphysical shop. I'd like to have a bookstore that's all metaphysical books with a little nook, a book nook, where you could come and um, have a cup of tea and sit in the store and read a book or go or play with the oracle cards and the tarot cards. You know, hold the crystals and meditate. I'd love to have little meditation classes and have a little space where I teach classes and also where I read books to children. I always have read books to children, which is a weird thing. You know, I don't know why this is always, people have always asked me to read books to children. I used to work in a library in high school and I would read books to kids. It's such a strange thing, you know, to do, but... You know, when I was a teenager, I did it. And then when I was in the mosque in Oakland, the um, the imam asked me if I would read. He says, you have such an expressive way about you. And we love your voice. And the children are around Farsi all the time. Because I went to a Shia mosque from, most of the people were Persian. They went to my mosque. And, and he said, but we'd like for the children to hear English. Could you read the story? So he handed me a book of um, Muslim stories, and I read to the children in the mosque. And a lot of the adults stayed because they wanted to hear the stories too. And I was very expressive and excited about it. And the kids were so engrossed in the stories. And it's, there's like no more, like there's a lot of things you could be in this world that are just so innocent and sweet like that. And I've always loved my moments, you know. And, and uh, one time in Barnes & Noble, um, I was reading a book to my kids. And other kids came and gathered around. 
And the parents were like, do you mind reading to our kids? I'm like, no, I don't mind. So I sat there for an hour and read books to the children in Barnes and Noble. I mean, it's like one of those weird things that always happen to me. And I'm like, okay, I don't mind re- I don't mind reading books to the little ones, the idiest, bittiest children. They're like, you know, like three and four and five and they're all fidgety and then they get into the story because I'm very flamboyant with my you know oh look at this oh 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 you know and I make my you know the faces and I I get comedic and they love that and it's oh my gosh you know it's super fun so anyway I'm I so I wanted to tell you I mean you could be a volunteer and do things like that as well so I would love to be a health consultant and tell people um, how to be healthier. And I tell you guys tips and life hacks when I hear them, as well as beauty tips. I would love to just be, a, you know, someone who gives away beauty tips like, Hey, or sells, sells or gives either way. I don't care <laughs> on a donation basis. That, sure. Why not? So anyway, these are some of the things I've thought about being, and I only have 62 things, t-shirt designer, t-shirt creator. I would love to be a museum owner, maybe an art museum, maybe a living wild interactive art museum where every month there's a whole different display put on by all the local artists. And you're not walking on a floor in a museum, honey. You're walking across the damn moon. (laughs) You know, maybe, maybe, the, but next, next month you'll be walking through a rainforest and month after that, you're going to be walking through the ocean. I mean, that would be super fun, right? If there's a brand new display every month and it's wild and interactive and amazing and educational, I mean, you're going to learn a whole bunch of stuff and you, and you won't even feel like you're learning because you'll be so experience, you know, experiential art it'll be just so engrossed in what you're doing what you're seeing and how you're part of that environment that's an idea came up that came up for me like just a couple days ago like oh man that would be incredible what if you did a desert museum full of bones and you make it like you're walking through a desert you know and then the next month it's you're walking through the ocean or you know the sky or the tops of the trees. Maybe like you're walking through a forest of tree houses. You go from different one tree to another and you learn about, you know, whatever you learn about, the flora and the fauna. And you don't even know you're learning until you get out and you're like, oh, did you know that da 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 da? Oh, wow. That's so weird. I learned so much because I was so engrossed. I didn't realize how cool is that? <laughs> I could even have one of the months can be a graffiti museum and everybody that shows up is expected to create a piece of graffiti for the good people of society who, who've never took a, a can of spray paint to a building. It might feel weird for them, but it could be liberating. <laughs> can you imagine? This is, a, this is a spray paint museum. So, hey, here's your mask. You don't want to smell that. <laughs> There's a lot of ventilation. But you're going to make graffiti, baby. Go ahead and draw a penis on the wall. <laughs> this is the adult section. You want to put the F word? Here you go. That's the adult section. This section over here is for kids. <laughs> you want to draw a flower or a ladybug? Go to the kids section. 
anyway, those are my thoughts. I, I have, you know, still a ways to go on my list and it's going to take you guys a while to come up with this list. Might take you weeks, might take you a couple few days, but write down all the things you would like to be in your life because we're going to start now to recreate ourselves for 2021. And you might love who you are and and what you're doing, but maybe you could tweak it just a little bit and be something a little bit more. So write down everything that you want to be. Big or small, something you want to be for a day, something you want to be for a lifetime, or somewhere in between. Anyway, those are my thoughts. And now we're going to go to spaceweather.com. Actually, before we go to spaceweather.com, I wanted to tell you what holiday it is today. Because every day in December, there's a new thing. The daily holidays. (laughs) So yesterday was, remember, eat a red apple day. And... Today has a better idea of what to do with those apples. National Fritters Day. If you've never had an apple fritter, you don't know what you're missing, but you're missing out. Oh my God, they're the best apple fritters I've ever had in my life, and they're so strange. It's so strange that this is where I got them. My old roommate Steve said, you have to try the apple fritters at Safeway. And it was in, I think, the city of Alameda, which is next to Berkeley. And we lived in Richmond, but we went all the way over there to go grocery shopping. Because if you shop in Richmond, chances are someone's going to get mad at someone else for buying the wrong peanut butter. That was usually the argument. Chunky versus smooth, right? And guns were pulled. Lives were threatened. (laughs) over the chunky versus smooth debate. I swear to God, this happened in a couple different stores that I shopped at in the Bay Area. (laughs) And people love their guns in the United States and, I mean, the Bay Area. It does happen. (laughs) Tensions run hot sometimes. You can't afford two jars of peanut butter. You want the chunky or the smooth. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I, I swear to God, like budget so that you each get your own jar of peanut butter. That's what I say. You know, save a life. Buy an extra jar of peanut butter. It's just not that hard. (laughs) But National Fritters Day, and the best fritters I've ever had in my life were the apple fritters from Safeway in the Bay Area. And they were just kind of sticky and sweet and it's like it's like a glazed donut with apples in it if you don't know what this is and oh my god they're so good lots of cinnamon and just they were so fresh and even the ones that weren't that fresh and they had so much fat in them that when you bite into them they're cold even if you have them sitting at room temperature it's like such a strange experience but i love the apple fritters and they fall apart and they're like um little um, pieces will come off and they're easy to tear apart but they're fun and they're kind of challenging because you don't know how to eat them at first. Anyway, National Fritters Day, that is the day. (laughs) That is the day today. What a strange holiday, right? But I mean, they should be celebrated. They're a really delectable treat. 
I mean, I consider them dessert, but some people call them a breakfast. I, you know, apple fritters, okay. It's a little bit of a stretch, but you know, hey, have it with a scrambled egg and a cup of coffee and bada boom, bada bing, throw in some bacon if you still eat meat. It could work. It could work. It's a weird breakfast, but it's okay. I've had this breakfast with my kids, <laughs> but with a banana too. Just throw in a banana. You're good. <laughs> You can eat donuts for breakfast as long as you have a banana. That's the justification. That's the balancer. That's the great equalizer. Have a banana. Okay. Um, oh, goodness. Okay, so spaceweather.com. Right now, the current solar wind speed, 407.7 kilometers per second. That's how fast the wind is spinning around on the sun right now. The CME did indeed miss Earth, by the way. I don't know what's going on with how bright the sun got yesterday. Um, I haven't seen any news on it. I don't know if it was a flare. I don't know what it was. Maybe just the sun happened to be super, super bright yesterday. But Sunspot AR2790 did produce that major M-class flare, but right now it is quiet. It still could erupt again, and it's still over to the left part of the sun. And so we got a few days before that goes to the other side of the sun. I've been having very vivid dreams. I don't know about you guys. I don't know what's going on, but if you are having very vivid dreams, remember if they're in the last third of your night, they're only venting dreams. They're not going to come true. Let them go. Your subconscious mind is letting go of the information or the ideas, or maybe you're venting out of fear. Some of you needed to hear that right now, so I just thought I'd send that out there. The Ulu neutron counts have gone up by 0.4% the past 48 hours. They're at 10.1, which is very high. So we're getting a lot of cosmic radiation right now at this time. There are no coronal holes facing the Earth side of the sun. So luckily, there's not going to be solar wind coming our way anytime soon. And according to the All-Sky Fireball Network and NASA's All-Sky Cameras, the network reported 18 fireballs over the United States today. 17 were sporadic, and one was a November Omega Orionid. Now, these are not the only fireballs in the world. There are great balls of fire all over the world. And for some of them, there is a cream for that. <laughs> I could not resist that. Ooh. All right, here we go. Um, let's get down to what's going on with the Schumann Resonance. Because we know we feel something. So if we see what the numbers are, maybe we realize... That's the thing that's been affecting us. Uh, the ascension is absolutely real. And I like talking about the scientific stuff because it does affect us. And I believe it's part of our ascension. So here we go. Um, the closest, according to heartmath.org, so the closest information I have to today was about 18 hours ago. So 2300 hour on Monday, November 30th. This is what the conditions were. In California, we have 50 
hertz frequency. And again, this is a Schumann resonance scale. It was zero in Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, but when that comes off, up off the mat, it usually is pretty high up there. It's just resting right now. <laughs> uh, just like my pretty little cat. She's, oh yeah, she heard me. I don't know if you heard that, but she just put her paw up. That means I bless you. I taught her how to bless things. She is my familiar. She just blessed me with a double paw up. And we say in Spanish, patas por arriba, because she is an Ecuadorian cat after all. And we want to always remember and honor her first language. <laughs> okay, her first language is cat or Lyran. And then the second language, Spanish, and third language, English, right? Is that how it is? Yep. I think her maybe light language. <laughs> she's so cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> the way she's looking at me, though. I have a, I took a little video clip I'm going to put up pretty soon, probably in the next week or two, uh, up on MermaidGirl888 on Insta. Because <laughs> uh, she's so cute. Okay. All right. Enough of being obsessed with my cat. All right. <laughs> Um, all right, so in Lithuania, they were at 116 hertz frequency. In Alberta, Canada, they were at 77, and there is a magical number right there for you, 77, if you are looking for the synchronistic and angelic numbers. There you go, 77 hertz frequency on the Schumann Resonance Scale over in Alberta, Canada. And ooh, here's another one, 44 hertz frequency over in Northland, New Zealand. And last but not least, we have on the list Hulului, South Africa at 272 hertz frequency on the Schumann Resonance Scale. That's intense, man. Now, as far as DisclosureNews.it is concerned, coming out of Italy, their uh, Schumann Resonance was 80 hertz frequency, so that is higher than usual as well. All right, you guys, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I believe I will be channeling Michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command and the Palladian Light Forces. All right, is that true? You still want to do that? He says, yeah. He told me he was laying down in bed trying to take a quick nap. And I'm like, well, in an hour, you'll be available. He's like, yeah, I'll be up. I'm like, all right, good. Let's do it. So he's probably going to ask to project to me and we're going to hear from the Pleiadians, see what they have to say from last week to this week and what's going on <laughs> right after this teeny tiny musical clip. Alright guys, so I have been aware of UFOs all over the world through a lovely channel called Only Real UFOs. And people are sending in these videos, evidence of what I consider to be Pleiadian light ships. And the Pleiadians are here to help us in our spiritual awakening on a global scale and they also are like our big brothers and sisters they want to come and hang out with us and help us 
through this transition because their planet, well, series of planets, it was actually more than one, right? Yeah. And by the way, I am connected right now to Michael Sheerhan of Ashtar Command and the Pleiadian Light Forces. And they are part of the greater Galactic Federation of Light. Um, if you've ever watched Star Trek, they always talked about the Federation. And there's actually a real Federation. Yeah, Michael Sheerhan's telling me it's been going on for hundreds of years, thousands of years, actually. But Earth is only now getting ready to be a, become a part of it. The more that we become aware spiritually. But the Pleiadian ships have been seen all over the world. I'm going to take a last quick sip of coffee before I tell you guys. In the past two weeks, just from this channel alone, not me channeling, but the channel on YouTube, uh, only real UFOs, I'm going to tell you all the places in which the Pleiadians have been spotted. Okay, whew. <laughs> I'm drinking my coffee so late, but I'm in Ecuador. I can't just let it go. It's the coffee's too good here. <laughs> I I'm obsessed with coffee my whole life since I was three years old. I've been drinking coffee. <laughs> Probably why I'm only five foot one. Okay, five foot and a quarter inch, okay? Just to be honest with you guys. <laughs> I was rounded up by 0.75 of an inch. You know, oh, yeah, I'm five one. No, I'm, I'm just a little smidgen over five feet tall. <laughs> oh, God. And it's probably because I've been drinking coffee my whole life. Anyway, but I mean, this, I love living in South America. I really love it here. I don't know why exactly, but I, I really just do. Anyway, <laughs> so, okay, this is where they have had UFOs that I believe to be Pleiadian light ships. And in fact, Michael Sherhan says about 95% of them are directly from the Pleiades. So in the past two weeks, this is what we have. In Missouri, South Carolina, Ooh, next to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. I didn't see that one until right now. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, you can see the clips of these. Some of them are a couple minutes long, but most of them are about a minute and a half, two and a half minutes, something like that. North Carolina. Um, there's another, there's a couple different videos of the same event. Los Angeles had an amazing UFO. It, it was pretty strange looking. And this one I haven't seen yet. But I really would like to. Anyway, uh, UFOs over um, Germany, New Hampshire, Mexico City, Colorado Springs, Colorado, the Bronx, New York, Yonkers, New York, Roxborough Park in Victoria, Australia, Guadalupe Valley in Jalisco, Mexico, um, UFO over Hawaii, over Whitewell, Tennessee, um, this one says they don't know if it's an IFO or a UFO, and they don't say where. Uh, Poland, Rancho Cucamonga, California. 
Brest? Didn't even know there's a city named Brest. <laughs> of course there is. My son told me that in, in Armenia, there's a city named fucking. You guys, I want to go there so fucking bad. <laughs> I want to get my picture taken next to every sign. The fucking barber. The fucking church. The fucking cafe. <laughs> By the way... I really want to go to fucking. <laughs> I swear to God, I would need a. I would have to have a glamp ground there, the fucking glamp ground. <laughs> oh God, I just I I swear to God, my son said there's a place I need to go check it out. Oh my God, I would be laughing. I can't watch it. I can't see a YouTube video on it now in the middle of the night. I will be laughing so loud and so hard. I will probably cry and howl. <laughs> fucking grocery store. The fucking golf course. I mean, oh my God. I really want to go to this place. Anyway, <laughs> I wonder if they've had UFOs over fucking. Anyway. <laughs> In Belarus. Belarus, I mean. Belarus. Belarus. Okay. There was two UFOs that went next to the moon, by the way. And they came all the way from the Pleiadian star system. So, of course, (laughs) they could fly near the moon, too. Duh. Chile, Georgia, Detroit, baby, and the Big D. That's what I call Detroit. I got a house there still. (laughs) Love Detroit. Such a beautiful city, actually. People only hear about the murder capital, the world part of it. But it's actually a really, really beautiful city. God, the buildings are old and oh, so beautiful and tons of nature. I mean, we always had wild animals in our yard and on our street. And I lived right there in the city. I was in, on the Upper West Side. And man, God, it's a beautiful place. Anyway, Detroit, Michigan, Kazakhstan, Russia, St. Petersburg, Russia, actually, Tokyo, Japan, Spokane, Washington, Via Rica, Georgia, Orlando, Florida, North Carolina again, Veracruz, Mexico, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Wichita, Kansas, and Fort de France, Martinique. <laughs> Don't know if I'm saying that right. Marion County, Arkansas, and in Abbotsford, Canada. Ooh, and oh my God, in Cali, Colombia. That happened 12 hours ago. Well, this is a good time to go to Cali. By the way, if you guys ever want to go to a place to dance and party and have the time of your life. I haven't been there yet, but I have friends from Cali, Colombia. And if you show up on a Sunday or a Monday or a Tuesday, you're considered very rude. If you show up on a Wednesday, that's your day of rest. You got to rest up for the weekend, which starts on Thursday and ends on Saturday night. Because Sunday is the day to go to church and hang out with your grandma. But the rest of the time, like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, three days of parties. Every single week in Cali, Columbia. And it's a hot place, so you don't wear very many clothes because it's so hot. Just shorts and a tank top. Or a dress if you're a woman, I suppose. And, or a man, I guess, doesn't even matter, honestly. 
but dancing and dancing and dancing and dancing. My friend said, it's all about the salsa dancing. And if you um, want to learn, that's one of the best places to go. There's people that will just, they dance in the streets everywhere you go. That's what I heard about Cali. I also heard that there's a man that will rob you with a lizard. (laughs) My friend said he was terrified. My friend uh, Fernando, he said, I was so terrified when I was a little kid because this man um, asked, like, I guess his uncle or something, give me your wallet or I'm going to have my my, uh, iguana slap you. And that scared the crap out of my friend. And because he saw him doing this to other people. I'm gonna have my iguana slap you if you don't if you don't hand over some money. <laughs> my 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 son when he was little in Mexico when we we're in Mexico, there was an old iguana that would come around and and he would slap my son every day. That he tried he tried to slap my son every day. My son got slapped maybe twice. The rest of the time he, he was able he's too fast and he would run away from the, from the iguana. The iguana never slapped me or my daughter, only my son. It's hilarious. It's almost like a game with this iguana. This iguana was enormous. It was like two it was like maybe I don't know. Its tail was two feet long, its body is about two feet long. It was huge. And you just run by my son and slap slap him. He scratched his leg. It's dangerous. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, you don't need a gun in Colombia. You just have your iguana slap the shit out of people that won't pay up. Anyway, weird story, but Cali, Colombia, I can't believe it. UFO. So you guys, Michael Sherhan, you guys were there or Cali, Colombia? He says, yep, we were. He told me, he's like 95% of these UFO sightings were the Pleiadians. So I'm going to take a couple deep breaths here. And I'm going to say this. If you touch your fingers, one or two fingers over your third eye and close your eyes and you say three times, ki asha, ki asha, ki asha. And then you release your fingers. Woo! Makes your third eye pulsate. Helps me to see images that Michael Sheerhan may wish for me to see. Now you might hear his name as Ashtar or Ashtar Sheerhan from other channels. It's just the same person. Ashtar is kind of like saying, you know, Lieutenant or Colonel or General. Yeah. But he's a commander. Commander Ashtar is another name for him. And he appears to people that are willing and ready and open to receive his messages and the Pleiadians are always of the light. They are always here um, to study us. They love us. They've been a part of our culture for hundreds of thousands of years, right? He says, yeah, yeah. They built Easter Island. That's what Cryon said. And the Pleiadians have helped us. And they went through their own changes where their world went from 3D to 5D. And no one was any longer born in the 3D dimension. As soon as they died, then if they came back and reincarnated, they were in 5D. And they made the transition, and it was really hard. But we are the only ones in the universe, you guys. We're the only ones that are physically transiting from the third dimension to the fifth dimension. Which isn't really a place so much as 
a vibrational state of being. It's not just a state of mind. It's like literally a state of being. We have to speed up every individual cell. We're changing our DNA and the Pleiadians are helping deflect energies from the universe that will bring us there faster because this is kind of painful. I don't know if you guys have thought of it as painful. It's spiritually, it's growing pains. It's painful. So let's get into it, Michael Sherhan. So <clears throat> I'm already connected, by the way, for those of you who are brand new and just turning in, tuning in, turning in, tuning in. Well, you know what I mean? I have always been a telepath my whole life. I've telepathed with animals and the occasional person, usually a disincarnate person like Jesus. I've, I've been telepathing with him my whole life and God more recently in the past three, four years. And I just been telepathing with a lot of people. I telepathed with animals when I was a kid and it's always just been kind of a part of me. So I'm an indirect channel because I use telepathy. A lot of people um, that channel are direct channelers, and that's not me. Um, direct channelers allow a being or entity or group to take over their body and speak through their vocal cords and use their limbs. <laughs> I, I just, I, Virgo, I can't do it. So anyway, that's who I am and how I do it. So, all right, here we go. All right, Michael, go ahead and, t and begin now. You may begin transmission now. Oh, thank you so much. Greetings. Greetings to all of you. My space brothers and sisters who are earthbound at the moment. I am Ashtar Sherhan, and many of you know me as Michael Sherhan or Ashtar Command. When they say that there's a message from Ashtar Command, it is pretty much the group of us, you know, like a lot of us on the main ship. But we have now hundreds, hundreds. You're saying hundreds, not thousands. Okay. Yeah. We have hundreds and hundreds of light ships that are surrounding your earth right now. Obviously we come in peace. We come in love and we bring you great big baskets of joy. That's our biggest message. That's why we will hang out and do light displays in the sky to delight and entertain you and to stretch the minds of those who are still sleeping and are not as of yet spiritually awake. We wish for many of you to just bring yourself to a higher state of being and a higher state of mind. And if you're listening to this, you've already done that task. At the bare minimal, you've already done that task. But our light ships are there for those of you who want to see us and know that we're giving you a sign to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep believing, keep trying, keep vibrating higher and higher and higher. And we want you to know that also there's a twofold reason for us flying around your skies and allowing 
ourselves to be seen. We want people to know we're here because we are getting ready to make full contact. Now we don't see it's going to be very, very soon. We keep saying it's going to be soon. And then we realize that not enough people are fully awake yet. So we try again. We try to calculate when is going to be the best time, but it's not always the best time for everybody. (laughs) If you're listening to this message, chances are the time is right for you right now. Maybe tomorrow, in fact, if not in the next five minutes. But we have to consider, of course, the spiritually asleep people, the unaware people, the people that are going to completely and totally panic if we touched down on your planet, opened up the hatches, and walked down the ramp to say, hey, what's up, dudes? <laughs> he's laughing because he's like, like he wouldn't really say that. I think he said that for my benefit, <laughs> to make you guys laugh as well. <laughs> He says, indeed, yes. By the way, we're pranksters. We're jokers. We are the light and joyous beings in this, in the galaxies, in the universe. The Pleiadians have a fantastic sense of humor, or at least we'd like to think so. So we are lighthearted and we enjoy the idea of exchanging with you guys. We want so badly to be in the room with you and come face to face with you guys while you are aware and awake. And so are we. But in the meantime, right now, the way that we're doing it is to allow ourselves to be known. And we're just going to do this every single day until enough people know we're here and we're We're here in peace. We're putting on light displays and light shows for you guys all the time. People will stand around and they'll look at us and they'll wonder where we're from and they'll wonder, what are we doing there? Why are we just hanging there in the sky? Like that doesn't make any sense. Who could get in and out of these spaceships who are Where did the spaceships come from? Is there a mothership? Are there times in which we're landing? You know, people are starting to wonder about us. People are starting to think about us. And that's all we want right now. We just want people, enough people. And when a critical mass is reached, of people who have seen us or heard of us or thought about us, eventually it's going to boil over as they say and when that happens we're going to be able to land and of course bring our lovely technologies to help you we see so many areas in which your lives can be vastly improved by some of our technologies that for us are old hat we've had them for a very very long time so we We wait patiently and we know that you are all waiting patiently for us to arrive, 
for us to come down, for us to bring you the technology that will increase your lives and some of them without money. Like we plan on giving away for free the replicators that we've talked about before. We will replicate replicators with our replicator. (laughs) We can do that. The technology is very high and very worthy. It's worthy of your attention and time. So when we do finally come and meet you, we're very excited to share with you that which you're going to need. We replicate food and clothing and a wide variety of things. And even though we're in the fifth dimension, we're not completely non-physical. We are just less solid, less dense than you guys are right now. We just want you to know that we are really and truly like your big brothers and big sisters. And we really, really want to connect and we cannot wait. And we feel you guys thinking about this and and lamenting the fact that we're not already here. And for those of you who are frustrated with us and shy about the idea of us coming, but you also can't wait, just hang in there a little while longer. Just hang in there a little while because we are planning and coordinating everything just so. And you're very close. We're very close to this. All right. He's saying that he remembers from a few days ago on our newscast, people were making fun of the monolith (laughs) in the Utah desert. And they keep saying aliens built it and aliens are coming back. While we cannot and will not take credit for another artist's work, we did not build the monolith. We do find it funny that a lot of people mention that maybe, maybe it's aliens. Maybe they're coming down. Maybe this is how the end of the year is going to happen. (laughs) And even though these anchor men for the news were joking, we were so happy to hear that because everyone is thinking the same thing. When are the aliens going to come down? We don't like to consider ourselves alien. We don't like that word so much, but we do like to say extraterrestrial from time to time about ourselves because we are from without the terrestrial world, meaning Earth, which is called Terra, T-E-R-R-A. We... We love you guys. We want to be there. We are extraterrestrials. But we want to be an incredible, extra special surprise and friend 
for each and every one of you. Each and every one of you who are willing and able, of course, to know us. We're very excited. We very much look forward to it. Kira and I were talking tonight about this, in fact, and Kira is my first commander, first lieutenant commander, yes. So it sounds like you said, lieutenant commander. (laughs) And she is warm-hearted and intelligent, and she's a wonderful person who has been obsessed and in love with humanity her whole life since she first heard of your civilizations. Many of the Pleiadians are like her. They're enthusiastic and sweet and loving and honestly cannot wait. We feel your anticipation as well, so the only thing we can say is meditate, meditate, meditate. Don't hesitate to meditate. Bring your awareness of self into the mix. Bring the awareness of who you truly are, where you truly originate from, which is the God spark that we are all created from. Remember your divinity in each and every moment. At first, it might be once or twice a day. You think about it, then you get involved with something else. You forget. You get back down into the trenches of the third dimensional world again. And then it takes you a few more hours to realize, oh wait, I'm a divine being. We say that it's important to meditate and honor yourself. It's important to get your head clear and go within. We as Pleiadians, we meditate quite often. We have to continuously try to raise our vibration because we all want to be deeply spiritual and profound. That's a part of our culture. That's what's value valued in our society. Whereas many of your societies are still valuing the wrong things. Currency money is of course always valued. And some countries are valuing war, going to war with other countries. And that's not a good thing to, you know, um, he says in evaluating this, I don't believe this is a valid and sustainable way to live your life. So we are showing ourselves in many different places around the world. And when the people see us, we're beaming energy, love and light towards them. So we do eventually see there will be an end in sight. It's coming soon. We can't really tell you how soon or 
when it's going to be, but the main message here is that we want you to always remember us and never give up on us because it is coming soon. Contact is going to happen soon. We have always been, we've always been here by your side, almost obsessed with humanity, loving each individual. It's just who we are as people, the Pleiadian people. So we wanted to discuss a meditation technique that can help you. If you imagine or visualize a so you're seeing red, is that right? Yeah, okay. Purple. He was showing me a red ball or saying red ball, but showing me like a purpley blue, like eggplant purple sort of um, energy. I'm like, wait. <laughs> he says he's tired. He's like, and I'm getting sleepy too, just talking to him. Uh, so, okay, let's try that again. <laughs> yeah, he's he's embarrassed by that a little bit, I think. Okay, go ahead. And I'm starting to fall asleep too because I'm like tuning into his energy. And I feel him kind of drifting off and just like, what? Like, come on, Michael, here you go. <laughs> I'm showing him me like shaking his arm a little bit. He's smiling. He's laughing about that. Okay. So what were you going to say? <laughs> he says, okay. Imagine or visualize a ball it starts off very small in the size the size of a pea it's in the center of your head and imagine that it's a purple color and with every breath you breathe in every breath you breathe in you can, if you wish, absorb the energy that's very dense and powerful in this violet flame, if you want to call it that. Even though we don't have much to do, if anything, with um, the Count St. Germain, we do love that visualization of a violet flame. We think that's unique in all the worlds. But in our case this is what we wanted to get across to you tonight so if you imagine and visualize this purple ball the size of a pea or a marble the center of your head and it's a way that you could watch the world ego free this is attached to your third eye and this is a way that you can unravel the everyday frustrations, irritations, prejudices, 
and overall general negativities. So if you imagine, visualize this little pea or marble-shaped, perpetually powered uh, ball of light in your head. And with every breath you breathe in, you can expand it in size. In fact, you can double it every time. That's a good visualization. And you know that this is always going to protect you and protect everyone when the time comes. So anyway, you visualize this violet colored or pale purple, but it's clear. And if you wish to grow in greater leaps and bounds and understanding, don't keep it as very small and compact. Expand it out past your body and all encompassing your house or apartment or wherever you live. And you can imagine that this big ball of light is protecting you in every possible way. And you can imagine and visualize that this energetic ball of light, this purple lavender color is a very high vibrational color. And it makes you feel like you are divine, maybe as if you are divine royalty. But we say the word hesitantly because we understand how royalty is a word that doesn't always sit well with people. So whatever word you want to use in this situation, in this exercise, you can. But if you imagine that this tiny pea shape has now grown to the size of protecting your body, maybe to the size of protecting your family and your house, your land, your apartment, wherever you live. And with this pale, fiery light, you can begin to pray for everybody that is encompassed in that light and ask the divine creator to bless everybody inside this purple bubble that you have created from your mind. And you do this in the service to others. You do this in service to others. You don't think about yourself when you expand this purple flame or this purple energy. You just think about serving humanity. You think about the fact that this right here, right now, is what you're choosing to do. And very much your energy will shift, your consciousness will shift. Please don't think of us as 
us versus them. Don't think of yourselves as us versus them. Imagine this big, huge, huge, huge ball of light that got so massive from inside your forehead too, as far as you wish to expand it. Some of you are interested in expanding this to the far reaches of the galaxy or even the universe. And if you bask in the glow of this pale purple, you'll start to notice that there's flecks of gold, there's flecks of white energy that looks almost like snow, but it's not cold to the touch. We wish for you to think about things like this because it's going to help you get in tune with your own spirituality. The next step, once you have reached wherever you think this purple light from inside your head wishes to go, then you can start calling out like a beacon of light or a lighthouse that calls ships, that prevents ships to go from going too close to the shore and falling upon the rocks. We use this purple energy to recognize each other in the Pleiadians, among the Pleiadians. We can tell who's done this meditation and who hasn't. So anyway, you can use this as a point of spirituality and to connect with others that are like-minded. With this purple energy, you can begin to clear up the dross, the old, the gross, and the negative energies that you have been harboring in your physical body or emotional and spiritual bodies and your mental bodies. You can use this energy and harness it for everything, for every miracle you want. This can be what you use. Because every person who basks in the glow, whether they know it or not, of this massive amethyst colored energetic ball, you're giving your gifts away to others in this way. You're raising their vibration. You're bringing joy and laughter and cheerfulness to other people. And they won't even know it hit them. The more you imagine and visualize this amethyst color going out from your third eye all over the world or the galaxy or the universe. You will help every being that this touches. And imagine if all of you did this at once. You can use this to heal your physical body. You can use this to 
Are you serious? <laughs> he says, you use this to drive an old truck without keys. That's crazy. So you can use this for physical things. So yeah, you can use this for things that seem impossible. And you have to focus on it enough. And you always have to imagine that you're in the energy field and awakeness and awareness of wanting to be helpful and loving to other people the way you would for yourself, your own children, your own family, if not more so. He says, our, you're seeing radar. He said, our radar tells us what's happening in your world and in your planet. We look at seismographic activity. We look at volcano activity and everything that can help humanity. And every single time that we sit down to have a board meeting here in or on the ship, on the main mothership. We, a lot of times, we'll hold hands or we will put our hands uh, facing towards the middle of our table and close our eyes and we visualize not just world peace in your world, but world peace in all worlds. We imagine that our collective violet energy is going throughout the universe to spread the same messages that we always talk about, love, joy, hope, peace. We extend this purple light energy so far out in so many of us that we are definitely able to raise your vibration. If you ask, hey, Pleiadians, help raise my vibration, we will definitely be there. We will definitely, in spirit and energetic form, we will come and help. You can use this amethyst flame or this amethyst energy if you want to just consider it like a crystal ball shape with swirly smoke energy that more than works for us as well by the way we enjoy okay he's saying we enjoy a good story and we love to listen to your stories and many times we don't eavesdrop mind you but many times you will ask or project to us and not even know especially if you are a, a star seed or if you came from the Pleiades themselves you understand that we love a good story and we use our stories as parables the way Jesus did to Increase awareness and understanding of your own spiritual nature and self. 
Oh, that's weird. I'm so concentrated. You guys, this is me, Elena, now. I'm so concentrated on, on saying the things he's saying. I'm almost starting to fall asleep, but I'm in that twilight zone between awake and asleep. There's that, that gray area. I just saw myself um, shopping for groceries in, in the local store. Oh no, I'm getting ready to do that, but so weird. I just saw myself standing in the liquor aisle going, do I dare or do I not? <laughs> do I want to drink? Do I not? <laughs> I was like so strange. Like I was there and then I was like back. I was like, I snapped over into the future for a second. Like I was literally grocery shopping in the future. And then I snapped back my body real fast. That was so strange. All right, go ahead. Oh, he said, yes, of course. You can also, <laughs> he says, that reminds me. You can use this amethyst visualization to time travel in the future or even in the past or along parallel universal lines so you can go see if you start to vibrate higher and hop a timeline you could see the future of that timeline before you get there to see if it's what you really want Interesting. So you can use this amethyst ball of light. And again, it could be any size. It could be still like as big as a pea or even a quarter inside your, your mind. If you don't wish to make it bigger, but if you expand it outward, it has more power, but it's more concentrated when it's smaller. And you'll start to, if you play with this a lot, you'll understand what is... Or, or yeah, okay, yeah, like what size is used for what task? And you can assign it tasks to help you with. So for example, you want to go in the future. If you expand it out too, too far, you're going to be diffused and you're going to encompass and surround more people with the light, which will help them, but it won't help you to see your future. So if you reel it back in a little bit, and make it small and concentrated, you could pinpoint different times on the timelines with this violent um, energy. So if you could tap into your future in, the, in a month or in six months or in a year, whatever timeline you're on right now, you're going to see the future. for this current timeline, but it is possible that that future does not happen if you have hopped timelines higher up or lower down. But so take it with a grain of salt. Just imagine and visualize maybe the size of one of your plums, you know, the smaller fruits or the apricots that a lot of you are so fond of. If you take one of those fruits it will help you to visualize the right size to go back in the past or the future in fact you can go back to your ancestors and see what they were up to through your DNA and you access it through your DNA records you can also go through the violet flame to 
locate and find and read the Akashic Records as well. All right, so he started to show me something and then it went away really fast. And I don't know what that was. It was like I was there on my front porch. Then I came back. Maybe I just accidentally hopped into the future for a second, split second. He says, oh, yes, that will definitely happen when you start using the violet globe. You can call it if you wish. Once you start using this more and more and every day, you're going to start seeing more synchronicities, more miracles lining up. You're going to definitely see more. Um, oh, damn, I did it again. <laughs> Went into the future, I saw my son making lemonade and it was sunny out. It's like here I'm in the middle of the night over here. All right. <laughs> Whew. Because I'm trying to do this. I'm, I'm literally like when he says, every time he says this, I'm visualizing it. And I just keep hopping into the future. That's so crazy. All right. So you were saying something and then I spaced out for a second. Okay. You can use this as. Now he's showing me a bunch of stuff at once. Hmm. So you can use. Okay, so he's showing me that you can use this as like a um, form of abundance or wealth getter as well. That's interesting. He says only if you want your money to come from spiritual sources because when you recognize that everything comes from abundant you know abundance and wealth all of this comes from the prime creator and once you start to realize this is also the color of your crown chakra but if it's a darker purple then it also benefits your your third eye chakra So, he started to show me, he started showing me like so many things that it's hard for me to pick just one thing and say so. Okay, so he's, he's going to tell you the practicalities of doing this meditation and visualization. So, you can increase your own abundance and, and wealth with this. And it's if you want to increase your business with a spiritual energy even if you're an auto mechanic you can visualize uh, people that are spiritually awake and aware you can attract people like this into your life so that you can synergistically work together and create an even better future and better world and better life for all the people on the planet you can use this amethyst crystal visualization. It's like an amethyst crystal ball. And you can use it to repair your body or to repair relationships. You can use this visualization to... He's showing me like just to, to scan your whole body from the top, from the 
from the head all the way down to the toes. You can use it to scan your body and you listen with your ethereal ears and your ethereal chakras in your ears for a downturn or downplay in the sound or the vibration or the energy of your body. And he, okay, so that's unraveling a little bit more there. Um, he's trying to get across it and you, you guys should know this, but it's kind of an obscure thing about the chakras is that every single one of them vibrates at a slightly different rate and the colors that they're associated with also vibrate at a different color. So, um, or the colors vibrate a different, I'm sorry, not different color, different level or different octave. So he's saying that even though it's all part of the same body, obviously the, um, all right. So, so it's coming from the body, but it could be used to fix and heal the body comes from. And he's, he's saying you could almost think of it as a, a third eye, but if you don't want to get confused with your third eye, it's almost like a fourth eye. <laughs> yeah, that's not more confusing, but okay. So he's showing me, even though it comes from the body, you can heal the body. And oh my gosh, it's like, I'm going into such a deep trance and I keep pulling myself out of it because it's, he's trying to show it to me, right? So he's showing me that you can start at the top of your head, go down to your feet and you're going to feel like a different energy, like a pull or a drag or like a nudge. So it might be like, um, uh, uh, like, and then you move it back up to the, uh, <laughs> and then you can use that and you, you pull it into your body and vibrate it higher with that purple ball of light so that the next time you scan your body with it, it's going to be like, all the way through without the, uh, hopefully that makes sense. Sorry about that guys. It's, he's giving me this visualizations. He's giving me a bunch of uh, pictures and images in my mind. And, um, I'm not completing the thought because now other things keep rushing in. So it's kind of jumbled a little bit more. Michael, he says, he's sorry about that. He's excited about this though. He, he says, okay, go ahead. He says, I love each and every one of you so much. You have no idea how I long to meet you. And I cannot wait for us to stand side by side as brothers next to each other. And I love to give you this, um, tool of, of visualization and healing and creation. He says, use this to heal, use it to create, use it to bring about the life you want in every, you know, your relationships and money and, and boosting your, um, immune system and boosting your 3d world until you're no longer in the 3d world. And in the 5d world, this visualization will really help for you to understand. In fact, you can use this as a tool of learning in the higher realms. You could go to, you know, make it big enough, step inside it like the HG Wells time machine movie. He is showing me the old one and 
you can use this as like a vehicle in your mind's eye to travel to he's saying like libraries in the sky and he's like laughing he's like it's hard to say he, he's saying like basically libraries in heaven so you go to the ninth dimension and you can go to the hall of records you can go to the libraries you can learn whatever you need to learn and then bring it back oh and he's saying that this amethyst ball will help you retain the information because usually if you just meditate and you go or you astral project and you go there you'll see you might read a whole book and you'll come back and you won't remember it so this pale amethyst color will help you maintain and in, in, um, it'll help you maintain your memories and it'll keep everything intact and you could create a network with it and attract, make the outside of edge, like the outer shell of it, like magnetic so that it starts to attract all the people in your life that you need. Business partners, marriage partners, even sexual partners. If you're, if that's where you're at and you don't want to have a big relationship, but you can attract your twin flame with this. You can attract, um, investors who have capital that want to increase your business. You can use this in every possible way. Anything you can imagine, because it is a tool of creation that us Pleiadians discovered thousands of years ago. And it's deceptively simple, so keep trying to work with it. And we will be back again soon to give you more information and more tools because we love you so, and we always will. I am Michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command. I command Pleiadian light forces that are seen all over your world. And I'm part of the Galactic Federation of Light, and I am humbled that you have listened to my message today. And he's kind of saying to the God in me, I bow to the God in you and I bless you and I bless you and I bless you. And that's it, guys. I love you too. End transmission. I'm running out of time. Wow, this went really fast. <laughs> oh, and by the way, he's saying, you, he's, he's still sitting here with me. He says, oh, and you can use it um, to increase or decrease time as well. Not just traveling in time, but this is also a time tool. All right, awesome. Okay, write me, guys. DM me at mermaidgirl888 on Instagram. Ask me questions. I'll answer anything. I love you. I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. But until then, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Till next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.